0: Hello and welcome, it's Trucking Answers, and I'm Mark, your Trucking Answers host. And I'm here with Gracie, and she is ready to chime in at any moment, even though she's very orange today. So, on this show, we talk about trucking, what's in the news of trucking, how to get into trucking, the best things about trucking, basically trucking, and also some societal talk as well, what's going on in society, which is basically not good things. I also want to tell you that I'm not a lawyer, so in case you thought that, I'm not giving legal advice. You should seek the advice of an attorney if you want legal advice, but I am a driver that's been driving for 35 years, and I've been in all 61 continental United States because I went to public school, and I'm giving my professional opinion on the trucking industry, so there, truckers and uh, trucking companies, so uh, all that aside let's get to what we're going to talk about today, which is I want to talk to people that are thinking of getting into trucking. So if you're thinking about maybe I should change careers and become a truck driver, this is going to be the podcast for you. I want to talk about expectations, real expectations versus what companies are going to tell you because they're trying to get you in uh, usually to make money. And there are a lot of ways they do that at your expense and i don't want that to happen to you and if you want to get into trucking the right way and go fully in depth for hours and hours on what we're talking about here you go to com, and uh we'll do it right there so that's how you get into it fully this podcast should help you get into trucking the right way there's you can save 10 20 thousand dollars a year by just making a couple of different choices on the way you get into the industry first off i want to tell you trucking is not for everybody it's easy i think to get in certainly the bar the point of entry is simple it doesn't require really any schooling although some companies may require it it isn't required to get your license you can have a ged you can even not have a ged You are required to speak and understand English. Okay, that's the law for CDL holders, commercial driver's license, which is something you're going to need. And uh, although some of the people I meet, that's dubious at best, you can have a criminal record. Now, I will tell you the worse the crime is, the harder it's going to be for you to find a job. That's just how it is in the industry, and that's how it is in society, and that's personally how I think it should be. If you have crimes of moral turpitude, as they're called, like theft, um, you know, that kind of thing, it's going to be harder for you to get into trucking. It's not impossible. It's just more difficult. So get ready for that. If you cannot pass the physical, you are not going to be able to get your license. But going to a truck stop, looking at everybody walking around and looking, I'm not telling you I'm some kind of Adonis either or Schwarzenegger. The physical is not that hard to pass, so you should be able to pass that. You can't be doing drugs, all right? I went into this in another podcast. No drugs, even marijuana. It doesn't matter if it's legal in your state. It's federally illegal. You have a federal license for interstate travel, and you can't do it. If you pop positive on a drug test, of which they have pre-employment, and random drug tests, if you get anywhere where you get a positive, you're finished, all right? And getting back into trucking, not good, so... If you think you are going to test positive, go to CVS or one of these pharmacies, whatever's near you, save a lot or whatever. Buy a drug testing kit. They have them because they sell them for parents to test their kids. And test yourself at home and see if it's a positive. If it is positive, do not go take a drug test. Do not get into trucking until that's negative. And stop doing drugs. All right? So, I don't think you should do drugs anyways. I went into this at length before. But regardless of that, that's the industry on how it is. So you get into trucking, you go get your license. Let's talk about what trucking is and what it isn't. Companies put out this flowery, rosy view of trucking and how great it is. You're going to see the country and they show you big pictures, panoramas of, you know, antelopes running around and the Grand Canyon and... You know all these fun things you can do and you know that's partially true you can get to see some of these things depending on what company you're in you may be able to take off time around the country where you can rent a car and go visit these places maybe depends on where you work but uh, let's the job part of it you're not going to deliver in the grand canyon okay in the job okay so for instance for instance i got a load from roswell new mexico the ufo uh capital of the world and went to disney world they made chocolate Mickey things on sticks. And I thought, this is great. I'm going to go to Disney World. Well, Disney World has an industrial park. It's so big it has its own industrial park that's a few miles from the park. And <laughs> you deliver it there. You didn't do any, anything to do at Disney World. So you won't get to do any of that. What you will do is work. All right? It's a job where you have to work. And it is more than a regular factory job. You'll work more hours. If you are over the road, which is how most people start into trucking, which means you're gone from your house for multiple nights at a time, sometimes weeks at a time, you will work. You will work day and you will work night. And I want to give you the worst case scenario here so that if you're ready for that and it's better than that, you're going to be like, oh, it's not as bad as he said. That's what I want it to be because I want you to be ready for what it could be. And all of the things that I'm going to talk about have happened to me and probably happened to many drivers in the industry so you'll initially go with a trainer if you get out of truck school and uh, we'll get you into truck school the right way at launchwithmark.com but if you'll go with a trainer probably for I don't know three weeks to six weeks maybe 10 weeks maybe longer depends on the company some of them it's 50,000 miles that could take months it just depends it's 50,000 miles if you're driving And so that's, you know, five months. And that trainer may have only a few weeks or even days more experience than you. There's no requirement for the trainer to have any experience, unfortunately. So when a company calls someone a trainer, you should ask them, how long have they been driving? Um, If it's August and they've been driving five months, they've never seen snow in the truck and neither you. So, you know, if it's September, October, and they've been five months, they, they haven't driven through the mountains in the wintertime. So they have no idea what they're doing either. I personally think a trainer should have five years of experience, uh, you know, nationwide five years of experience to become a trainer. It should be a deal. It should be a thing in the industry where to be a trainer, there's a requirement, but there isn't. So it's up to each company. So you need to ask so that you don't get some goofball that doesn't know what they're doing. And if you're coming in the trucking industry later, 50, 60 years old even, or older, Your trainer may be 21, okay? And they may not understand lingo. They may only understand partial words and abbreviations because that's how young people talk these days. (laughs) And I'm sure some of them are going to write to me, but it'll be in abbreviations and I won't have any idea what they're talking about. IRL, right? So (laughs) there could be a gap and you're going to have to kind of take direction from someone that may be young enough to be your grandchild or younger. So that has to be okay with you you'll be sharing a truck with this person for the amount of time that you're training and uh it may be 50 to 75 square feet that's it of space that you get and some of that is beds there'll be two beds bunk beds in the truck let me tell you some trainers do not like to stop because they make money when they're driving and while you're driving because we're going to go into pay a minute on how mileage works but So while you get paid, while you drive, they get paid. And while they drive, they get paid. So they love to have you drive and they don't like stopping. I'm going to tell you this. Do not allow a trainer or a company or anybody to let you give up your personal hygiene. It's important. It's important for you to feel good about yourself. And it's just important to be clean so that you basically smell good. You're not offensive, you know, in your odors or whatever. You have time to refresh yourself Uh, my goal on the road always was five showers a week now some days you miss a shower for one day which i don't think is too bad because the trucks now they're all air conditioned and you basically don't have to do any physical work now when i was doing a flatbed it was a daily shower every day because you get really dirty all the time and i'm like i'm not going another day i'm going to get a shower some trainers don't like to do that. Tell them, look, I get a shower here every day. There's no reason we can't stop and get a shower. You know, get a shower. Make sure you get plenty of food or whatever it is that you want to eat. Don't just subsist on, you know, Snickers and Mountain Dew like so many drivers do. That isn't any good. That's not going to do you any good later in life. Believe me, I'm here now, and I'm telling you who are in my own past not to do that. You're not, It's not going to do you any good. So the problem with trucking, you know, here's one, here's another And look, and I'm not, I'm not trying to dissuade you, but I want you to know how it's going to be because companies aren't going to tell you the truth. Trucking is a good job that will carry you for your whole career. Even now, even with uh, AI and all this automated driving and everything, even if you're 21 right now, you will have a career in trucking for your whole life. There's not going to, there's a lot of jobs that are not going to be able to be automated because they're too complicated. So you can get in now and there's plenty of room for you Uh, Automated trucks are not taking over the industry. There's a few dozen of them that they're testing right now of the million jobs there are. So we're not there yet. You may pick up a load today at 10 in the morning and deliver it tomorrow at 9 p.m. And then have to pick up at 11 p.m. and deliver that load at 9 the next morning. Okay, it could be day and night and day and night all week, all month. Okay. It's super aggravating to me and it makes you very tired. So I'm going to encourage you also in this, that if you're tired, do not drive. Many people overestimate how tired they are or their ability to drive and stay awake while they're out there. It's difficult to do companies saying, they even do this here at my company. They're like, well, if you're tired, they have you watch videos or whatever. Oh, open a window. Cause they'll have you watch these safety videos. Eh, open your window, drink a coffee. No. How about go to sleep? Okay. They want you to do that, so they make, they make more money. Now, this does cut into your pay, which we're going to go into pay also. I'm telling you, you're much better off getting some sleep than being dead, and that is the truth. Refrigerated loads seem to have more of this than van loads, although I got it in vans too, where you would just get this weird times, and you see that on the thing, you're like, how am I supposed to deliver a load at 11 p.m., and the next load picks up the next day at noon? Well, Mark, that's easy. Well, no, it isn't because you deliver the load. And so they're done at one in the morning. There's nowhere to park. All right. Parking is a huge problem. One of the biggest problems in trucking probably is parking. Parking, very difficult. Even when I was over the road, which I did for a couple of decades. All right. I've been home for a long time now. I go home every day. I recommend it to everybody. But uh, over the road, it was just a super pain. I would get, try to get parked at four or five. I'd get up early, start driving early in the morning so that I could be done uh, early to get a parking place and each truck stop you have to figure out your trainer should show you this. They probably don't where the best parking is. You never park on the end because people come around the corner and hit you. You park where nobody can park in front of you. There's a lot of pieces, moving pieces to this, but the up and down at night and day and night, it's difficult. So are you up for it? I hope so. Okay. The next thing is detention. So there's this thing called detention time. And this is the thing you're not going to like. So I want you to be ready for it. And you can ask a prospective company about this too. What is their policy? So when you go to deliver a load, let's say you get there at noon, your your appointments at noon. Okay. And you get there at 11 because you're going to be early. So the time from 11 to 12 doesn't count for anything. So you stop as soon as you show up there, you don't get paid anything. This is most over-the-road companies. This is the majority of them. This is how it works. And then they will say the average company says after two hours of waiting detention time, you get X dollars an hour. Usually around twenty dollars an hour now I'm finding. Gracie is here to say hello. Right. <laughs> Gracie. Uh So you'll get 20. So that means at 2 PM, you start to get $20 an hour. So if you're there at 11 and you leave at three, how long were you there? Right. It's like almost like Sesame Street, four hours, right? I'm counting, I'm counting. But how much did you get paid for that four hours? $20. The time before your appointment doesn't count. And the two hours that they get, which the companies get paid for most of them and don't pay you anything, Uh, they get paid and then you get $20 for one hour, two to three, and then you leave. That's $5 an hour. And that is what people figure out later in trucking that you need to know upfront that a lot of your time is unpaid. And a lot of it is paid at a very, very low rate. Now the companies don't like to say it like that. They go, well, no Mark, we pay $20 an hour. Well, that's not true because the driver had to be there all that time. And they only got twenty dollars for all those hours. Well, they were early, whatever. Well, don't dispatch them where they're early. You know that's the that I think that should be on on the company, but unfortunately, that isn't the case yet. Trucking is exempt from the uh, Fair Labor Standards Act of nineteen thirty eight, which is overtime and minimum wage. Okay, so just so you know that. Now there have been a couple court cases where companies are required to pay minimum wage, but that's not the norm yet. And so right now, that time, they don't have to pay you. And some companies don't pay at all for this. Some companies say, oh, detention, yeah, we don't pay for that. And I like, I like this when they'll say, well, Mark, we don't have much detention. Well, I'm like, well, then why don't you pay for it? Since you have so little of it, it wouldn't cost you hardly anything. But they don't like that. So, so there's another thing you should be expecting, which is layover time when you're over the road. So, this can be good or bad. So, if you get a layover where you have to take a 34 hour break, which you'll find out about in your logs, that's good. That means you ran out of hours, and that's good. But layover doesn't pay anything. So, you may get a load on Friday, and you pick that load up at you know, 9 in the morning, right? Whatever. And it goes 500 miles for Monday. For Monday. Right? So, you go to Chicago Kent, to Kansas City for Monday. So, you pick that load up, you drive. I would drive till four or so Friday to get a parking spot, and then I'd drive Saturday and get parked at noon, one o'clock in the afternoon. Out in Kansas City, you're a few miles away. Guess what? You don't deliver till Monday. That layover time that doesn't pay anything. That pays nothing because you're waiting to deliver. At most places now, there's another layover where now you get empty Monday morning. So you get there at eight. Uh, at noon you're empty. All right. Uh, yes. Mark four hours? Yes. Bring a TV. So now it's noon and you're empty and they don't have a load. Well, now you have to wait. They go, we don't have anything picking up till Wednesday. That's called layover. So you go back to the truck stop and you sit there. And generally what companies say is after 24 hours, it pays. And I've seen $50, fifty seventy-five $75 day. So the load picks up Wednesday. Well, guess what? Some companies won't pay you anything. And here's why. So you're empty at noon. Your load picks up at 8 a.m. Wednesday. They go, well, the first 24 hours pays nothing. And then the next 24 hours pays $50. But because you go from noon Tuesday, that's the first 24 hours to 8 a.m. Wednesday, that's not 24 hours. So you get nothing. Now, some of them say, Okay, after the first 24 hours, then you get $50 for every 24 hours or any portion thereof. 24 hours. So you may get $50 for it. So that means between noon Monday and you'll probably be loaded at noon Wednesday, you'll get $50. What? Yes, this could happen. Some companies do better. They pay more. But I want you to be ready for the bottom because that's what a lot of training companies pay. That's their pay system where they think this is the greatest thing ever. This kind of layover and they have no obligation to pay you minimum wage. They don't even have to let you run the truck. So you may get to a place that does not let you idle the truck. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's going to be 93 degrees here in uh, trucking entrance headquarters in Lafayette, Indiana today. It's pretty hot inside that truck at 93. Now, most companies will allow it or they have what's called an APU, an auxiliary power unit that runs air conditioning. They have an EPU, some of them are electric, where the truck partly runs, and they allow that for an unlimited amount of time. Do not tolerate a company that does not let you run the truck. Some companies have been known to charge you for the fuel. So you run the truck, you pay the fuel. And a big case for May Trucking went to the Oregon Supreme Court about this a number of years ago now, because the driver said, well, look, I shouldn't have to pay the fuel. And the court agreed with the trucking company. Now, I've heard from drivers that they've stopped this practice, but for a while, this was the case where you had to pay for the fueling your own truck to run the truck at work. Can you imagine that anywhere else? Say so you worked at a McDonald's and um there were no customers. So for one hour, there are no customers and they go, well, the air conditioning for this one hour was this much money. So the four of you that were here have to split it. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? This is part of the problem of trucking. OK, that is part of the problem. A lot of companies don't do that, but it is a possibility that could happen. And that's a layover. Same with breakdown. Some companies don't pay you if the truck breaks down and these are going to happen. Trucks break down they're mechanical things. They all have issues. I had a flat tire just a couple of weeks ago. That was my latest breakdown was a flat and I was probably two hours waiting on the side of the road and I get paid for it. But some companies wouldn't pay you anything for that. They go, no, breakdowns just don't pay. They go, or some will say breakdowns only pay layover. So, I mean, you'd have to wait over 24 hours before you'd get anything for the breakdown, right? And usually breakdowns aren't that long. It could be. I've had a truck being broke down for a month. It was at the shop. Of course, they give me a loaner. But that'd be a real problem. Motel, $50 a day. That's a problem. That's a problem. You're going to want another truck, right? Let's get into pay anyways. How does pay work? mostly at road companies usually i would say the majority of them pay by the mile so let's say 50 cents a mile to make it easy for calculations okay the pay your pay may vary so you'll get a load and it says it pays and it'll come on the qualcomm or however system they communicate with you 500 miles okay so at 50 cents a mile that pays what 250 dollars pretty easy that's pretty easy Usually, though, it's not 500 miles. It'll be probably 515 miles or so that you'll drive, 520 miles, depending on how you're paid. Those extra miles, they're not paid. The company, when it sends you the mileage on the load, that's how many miles you're going to get paid, regardless of how long, how many miles it takes you to get there. Now, they may send you a route. If not, you can ask for a route. What's the routing on this? Because they routed it so they know how many miles it is, and so they can tell you what the routes are. But generally, you're getting a little shorted on the pay. So by the end of the week, you may be shorted 50, 75 miles. You had to drive that time. That's a couple of hours of driving probably with city in it, right? That's unpaid time. And while you're stuck in traffic, not moving, you know what you're making? Zero. Zero. That's the problem with mileage pay. That's why I encourage people to be home every day where they don't have to get mileage pay. They can get hourly plus overtime. But mileage, yeah, it may seem great. May you're maybe you're getting more. You get sixty cents, and, you, and the company will say, "Well, you'll get three thousand miles a week." Uh, however many they say, it's less than less than what they're saying. Ask them what their fleet average is. What's your weekly fleet average? They should know it. Okay, they should be able to click through and know it, and that will tell you what the average truck in their fleet gets every week. All right. So and they go, "Oh, twenty-two ten or whatever." Well, that's going to be your average. And starting, you may not get the average. It takes you a little bit of time to get used to the system, how everything works, how all the stuff goes there. And I want to tell you, even at 3,000 miles at 60 cents, that's $1,800, right? And you think, well, Mark, that's great money. If you are gone seven days, I want you to think about this. Really think about this. If you're gone seven days from your house, that means you don't see your family for the whole seven days. And I'll tell you this other side, as an aside, if you have any kids at home, you should not be over the road. Okay, period. You should be at home with your kids. There are plenty of local jobs you can do, even without experience, and go home to your family every day. Leaving your kids at home is a crime, basically. The, what do you think? Kids don't need you every day? You need to be there. FaceTiming your kids. I could FaceTime your kids. Does that make me their dad? All right. So $1,800, if you got that, but it took you seven days to make that. That's $7.76 an hour. And that's what you should understand getting into trucking. That while it seems glamorous, it is real work with real sacrifice that you have to make. Maybe all seven days. You have to make $1,682 a week on seven days just to get minimum wage here in the United States. That's what um, somebody at McDonald's way, would make way less than that, actually. Uh, yeah, let's figure that out here. Let's do that at $15 an hour. Well, I'm back. <laughs> you didn't know I left. So here in Mc- in uh, Lafayette, people are getting $15 an hour at McDonald's. If they were there seven days like the average driver is and put in that many hours, they'd get $3,480. All right. So trucking used to pay 80000 bucks a year or more in the late 70s, early 80s. And that's what a good driver gets now over the road. You can get probably in your second, third year, you can get 100 maybe a little more. So it is possible to make that, but you are really sacrificing time for money, a lot of time. You could have to be gone two, three weeks at a time. Drivers that are home every five days, they're not getting 3,000 miles a week usually just because there's delays. If, you're, if you leave Monday morning, you're back Friday evening, it's tough to get 3,000 miles because of all these delays. you got shipper delays. Now, if you have some kind of drop and hook thing. Maybe and that's a better thing to get into that's what I actually do every day. I go drop and hook. I bring trailers around it I don't waste any time in docks because it wastes time even though I'm not paid by the mile uh, Because that's just a waste So over the road. You're better off dropping and hooking large companies have more of that interestingly so if you can get to a larger place They should have more drop and hooks because they just simply have more trailers which gives you a better way to make money if you can be at a shipper for 30 minutes instead of being there for six hours that's way better you can get back on the road and back to making money because that's the important thing <clears throat> now let's get to a home time one more thing that i want to talk about home time so this is another thing i want you to think about if you have kids you should be home every day no question about it even with a wife home daily why be with somebody that you're not there for but especially kids, you cannot give me a good reason. Oh, Mark, I'm going to be home two days a month. That's ridiculous. Okay. So you can expect when you go with your trainer to be with the trainer for the full time of training. So when you first get in, many companies want you to stay out with the trainer. It could be three weeks, five weeks. When the trainer goes home, ironically, what the companies do is put you in a hotel near the trainer's house and the trainer goes home and you will spend two, three, four days in a motel. Maybe getting paid, maybe not. It might. Some companies kind of just layover. So say they're four days you make it two hundred dollars. You may get paid a rate of a hundred dollars a day, something like that, for trainer time. Sometimes they only pay the motel and they give you twenty bucks a day for food, kind of thing. It varies. Each company, it varies. So going out, you may be out for weeks with the trainer, and then once you get in your own truck. I personally think you need to be out two weeks over the road to make a decent living. You know, to make a good amount of money, because you can't get these three thousand mile weeks when you leave at nine in the morning Monday and you're home at five p.m. Friday. You can't do that. You can't get six hundred miles every single day like that. There's not parking. There's. It's very difficult to do. I know somebody's going to write to me. Believe me, people write to me all the time. Mark, I'm only gone three days and I get four thousand miles a week. You're an idiot. Okay, I get it. I'm stupid. I don't know anything. I'm telling you, this is how it's going to be two weeks is probably best over the road. If you can, if you can do it, but then that means you're only home. Usually it's a day per seven days. Sometimes it's a day per five. So if you're out seven days you get, you earn one day off. Can you imagine going to a job, a factory where you have to work seven days to get one day off? Okay. Does any factory do that? No. Do I do that? No. Okay. Work five days and I get two days off weekends five regular days. So some even five and one. So you're out two weeks. You're still getting two days, two and a half days off. And that's it. Sometimes you can stack them. Usually no more than seven days. So you're out two weeks off a weekend. Go back out. Out two weeks off a weekend. It gets you four days home a month. 48 days a year at that rate. Plus vacations. 48 days. So you need to be ready for that and have two weeks of clothes, you know, uh, food, money, which is truck stops and that are expensive. So I recommend you taking food with you. A lot of companies have refrigerators in the truck. Some have a TV. You're going to want to bring a TV if they don't have one. They usually have a residential plug in there. It's just something that you need to be aware of. If you're thinking about getting into trucking, are these things going to be okay with you? Now, what you're doing in trucking, you're hauling everything that there is. So anything you've put your hands on, you touch or whatever, you're hauling it around in a truck cuz everything goes in a truck uh, at some point or another, right? There's no question about that. Trucking moves America. There's always a job for you. So if you will get your license, get a year experience, right, and have a clean record, there's another job for you somewhere. Now, if you keep getting fired, you have six jobs in a year and every one of them had to fire you and you have a couple backing accidents. That's going to be a problem. Okay, that is going to be a problem. So if you'll show up on time, keep a clean record. So be safe. And if it takes you a little longer, it takes you a little longer. Tell the company to get bent. All right. You know, you're trying to be safe. They're always rushing you and everything. Don't let anybody rush you to do anything. Always be safe. If you need to get out, go look and get out and go look. Before you back into something and that puts an accident on your record. So after that, you'll have a job. Even with automated uh, driving, oh, Mark, computers are going to drive the truck. All right, they're going to drive the truck starting out on the interstate in the south. They haven't figured out the weather yet. They haven't figured out city streets yet. It's very difficult. It's a huge challenge. It's going to be decades for them to figure that out. And still complicated things like weird loads. How, the truck can't strap the load down. Okay, so all that kind of thing has to be taken care of. It can't hook doubles up. Going into inner cities are going to be where a lot of trucking is very difficult for computers to do. I barely could do it. So it's very difficult for computers to do. I think even today you have an opportunity trucking to have a career. But let's say you don't. Let's say I'm stupid, uh, which is easy to say because I'm an idiot. And, and uh, I'm wrong. And in 20 years, you go, mark, I'm 21." So you turn 41, and the last you lose your job. you're the last truck driver, and you lose your job. And that's it. A computer takes your truck and you put out the pasture. Go do something else. All right? You've had a career, you've done it for that amount of time, and look, you would see it coming. It's not like they just walk, off, oh, you're fired. I guess it could happen, but you know, as long as there's other jobs, you can get a job, but you'll see it coming. It's a long, long way away. And as you get more experience, if your company has other kind of trailers, go, tr- go move them. Yeah, I'll do this. I'll do that. That's how I learned how to do a lot of the trailers that I've done, like doubles and tanks. And I just went and did it. Hey, Mark, you want to take this load? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And now I'm like, oh, okay. So now I understand how to do this. Hey, you want to transfer over and do uh, you know, liquid nitrogen? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. How do I do that? Right. So I do that now liquid oxygen. I'll go to the hospitals. And so do you want to do tankers? Yeah. Do you want to do this? You know, regular tanker, liquid tanker, bulk. Do you want doubles? Hey, can you take over this guy? One. That's how I got doubles experience. One guy was out, and they asked me, "Do you have your doubles endorsement?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." I'm like, "Well, this guy's out. Can you go do his run for a week?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." I'd never done doubles in my life. Okay, I'd read about it, never did it, <laughs> and so I just go over there and did it for the week. And after that, they'd have me go do doubles. And so now I have doubles experience, right? Because, yeah, I've done it. Absolutely. I know how to hook them up. Now i got all over Rocky Mountain doubles. And so all that kind of stuff, just avail yourself of those opportunities so that when one thing in trucking doesn't go right, you have experience doing other things and you will have a job that will keep your family fed and will keep your fed your whole life. Is it the greatest job in the world? No. Is it a lifestyle that people talk about and even companies are going to tell you it's some lifestyle? No. Don't let anybody tell you that it is not a lifestyle. All right. It is a job and that's it. And I'll tell you this. If you died, that company will have somebody in your truck before the seat gets cold, driving it around. They don't care and they don't have to care. You are a worker there. And that's it. And so that's why you should not care either. Get your job, take your paycheck and go back home. Do a good job while you're there. Always want do 100% of the job you said you would do. Do it as safe as possible, and do as good a job as you can. And as soon as you don't want to be there, quit. Never do a half a job. Never go in and do. Well, I don't like working here. I'm not going to do the job good. No. As long as you're there, you're accepting their money. You take. You do the job. Period. You can quit anytime you want. I got no problem with that. I don't care if you walk in and say I quit. You know why? Because they fire people right just like that. You're fired. Okay. And they don't give you a two week notice, so I don't think you give them any notice. I don't care if you just quit. But if you come in and go i'm gonna do my run today you do it 100 and you can always look and say you know what when i work i work but trucking can last you your lifetime but you have to be ready for some of these things and we go over more of this at launchwithmark.com okay we'll get you 100 into trucking from basically your couch right out to driving all the way out and that will get you in trucking the right way and maybe save you as much as $20,000 your first year in extra pay and less costs. So if you're interested, go over there. Otherwise, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back soon with another podcast.